We're here starting your day right with Marketing Espresso, your marketing caffeine hit of the day. Hello, hello. Thank you for joining me for another episode of Marketing Espresso. I'm so grateful that you are here and you've chosen this podcast to chuck into your ears today. So today I really wanted to bring you someone because this is, now don't everyone cry. (laughs) This is the second last episode for the year and it's actually the last episode with guest. And I couldn't think of anyone better to get on board for this episode to kind of round out 2022 and give us some vibes for 2023 than my dear friend Janine, who is also my business coach and also a mentor to me. She is, you know, she'd kill me for having her in three positions, actually, if you've ever done her 12 people of networking stuff, which if you haven't, read her book, but we'll go into that in a second. But I couldn't think of anyone better than Janine to, to get onto the show again. Now, she was on two episodes last year, or maybe it was this year. Anyway, it's been a long year, guys, but I will make sure I pop them in the show notes for you to go back and listen to as well because Janine is a powerhouse and she's so worth listening to. She's a best-selling author, actually, of It's Who You Know, From Me to We and her latest book, Be Brilliant, which I can actually, I've read Be Brilliant twice myself and gifted it to many, many clients and friends. It genuinely changed my life and changed the way that I looked at who I was in my career. So I highly recommend putting that on your reading list over Christmas if you have not yet read that book. You can buy all of her books in bookstores around the world. Now, Janine is a global thought leader on connection. She's obsessed about the power of connection and how this helps to build brilliant relationships, unlock incredible and innovative collaborations, and unleash leadership potential and ultimately help businesses make money, drive performance, and fuel momentum. Over the past two decades, Janine has worked with thousands of high-profile leaders and helped countless of Australia's top 50 ASX companies and multinationals. When she is not on the stage, Janine is super proud to have completed two Tough Mudders and one Spartan race and enjoys the hardest challenge of all, raising three teenage children, two ragdoll cats and a French bulldog called Harvey. And also she has a new puppy as well. So he's not so new anymore, but that is Janine. And I am so excited to bring her to you today. As I said, she's been on two of my podcast episodes before, so I'll make sure I pop them in the show notes. And I hope that you just thoroughly enjoy listening to today's episode. Janine, thank you so much for joining me today. Wow, I'm super pumped to be here again. I can't believe it's the end of the year. What has gone on? <laughs> I know. And it's been a while. I think it's been a year since you'll hear last. This is oh, very is exciting. Oh, yeah. my goodness. Wow. Time flies. Time flies. You're my very first guest. So it seems very fitting that you're back and we're doing a bit of a wrap up of the year and kind of how do we prepare for next year? So I really wanted to get your thoughts today on things that you sort of have seen trending throughout 2022 in terms of businesses and and how people are approaching business and what you think we can best prepare to be ready for 2023 and what you think is going to happen. I would love to get your thoughts. (laughs) That question, what do you think is going to (laughs) happen? I think that what we've got to appreciate and acknowledge is that things are continuing to evolve. Change is never not going to be there right now. And if we think that we are back to how it was or things are settling down, I think that is the number one mistake that businesses are making. We are continuing to exist in a very adaptive environment where the reality is there are lots of moving parts continuing to be at play. 
And I reckon that these moving parts are going to continue for the next couple of years. So, you know, what is going on financially in our own backyard and globally that's impacting at a micro level and a macro level? It's impacting people's budgets. It's impacting people's way of living. It's having such an impact, this this financial uncertainty that is going on around the world. Uh, We've got continued uncertainty around security across the globe. And it doesn't matter how small you are, we've got to remember that that all has a ripple effect down through what governments decide, uh, which ripples down to businesses, which ripples down to businesses, budgets, people, etc. And there is that continued uncertainty around how we work, the future of work, health, etc., etc. So, so it's constantly moving. Now, what that means and what I'm noticing particularly is this ongoing fear that if we're not careful, we buy into. Unfortunately, the the media perpetuate that fear. Um, You know, you only have to open up the newspaper or whatever it is that you read your news on, and it is just ongoing inflation, cost of living, what's going on around the world between countries, just fear, 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 fear. And as business owners and leaders, we've actually got to somehow rise above it. It's not about being naive. When you ask what does next year look like, I think what we've got to smartly do, we've got to be commercially smart. And I've been speaking to a lot of my clients about instead of creating 12-month plans, three-year plans, create now, next and later plans. Given what you know right now, what is it that you need to do in your business to uh, secure the commercials of the business, to continue to serve your clients in the way that you're serving them? to make sure that you're still delivering? And at what point do you move into that next phase? I think planning ahead based on certainty is one of the most naive things we can do mm-hmm. because who knows what next year looks like. But what we can do as business owners is have our now plan, our plan B, our plan C, our plan D. I think it's about being commercially smart and investing in the white things that are going to work and I think it's about knowing your numbers and knowing what levers to pull. The worst thing is to not do anything. You know, I've worked for some of the world's best brands. And one of the things we always did in tough times was continue to invest, yeah. is continue to build our brands. So if nothing else, building your positioning, being known for what it is that you do, being really clear on what you're selling and who you're who you help and ensuring that everything is laser focused to that versus following shiny stuff and what ifs, I think is the way to go. Yeah, I love that advice. And I heard a really great saying the other day that I think is super appropriate and I cannot for the life of me remember who said it, but it was in uncertainty, there is opportunity. Oh, there is so much opportunity right now. You know, I think if you are continually reducing your prices, for example, because you're listening to the news about inflation, cost of living, and changing your business model based on that, ultimately, you're a race to the bottom. I've worked for some of the world's best brands. And when we cut prices, I'm talking about brands through GFC, essentially, it became a race to the bottom. Yeah. And when it's a race to the bottom, it becomes all about price. During these times, those that see opportunity, those that know that this is now a chance to work with people that see a future, that know that now is the time to get their foundations right, they are the ones that are going to pay. There is still money out there. The question you've got to ask yourself is, are you actually talking to the market, the right market that has the dollars? And secondly, are you actually sharing with them the problems that you're helping them with right now? 
And I think that's what we've got to do. We've got to get very, very clear on right now, at this moment in time, what are the biggest challenges that your potential clients have out there? And are you actually talking to them about that? And are you actually serving them in solving those problems? That is a smart, slight change of lens versus getting stuck in your head of this is what I do and I'm not shifting anywhere. Yeah, I love that. And I think that it comes back to that piece about how well do you know your client? Because if you know them really, really well, which you should by this point, if you've been in business for any significant amount of time, you should understand what they're really concerned about right now. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think when it comes to identifying clients' problems, the biggest mistakes that, that many business owners do is they almost tell clients what they think their problems are. <laughs> Come at it from our headspace. I say you've got to get out of your own head and you've got to switch those listening ears on and watch really carefully because your clients give you the clues of what they're struggling with right now. Oh, yeah. And I believe that there's two critical problems that you've got to listen to. The first lot are what I call the known spoken problems. So imagine you've got a hundred of your target clients in one room together, you're at a networking function, and they're all having a whinge about what their struggles are right now. These are what we call the known problems, the things that they are outwardly sharing with each other, that they're publicly sharing as the challenges. So right now, it will be things like it's got increasingly competitive. The cost of living is restricting budgets. Interesting. Uh, hybrid working, interest rates. Now, all the stuff that we're hearing over and over again, so switch your ears on and listen for those. Those top three known spoken problems, you have to talk to in your marketing to show that you get that you understand them because we've got to build compassion but the other one which is the to me the craft the mastery one is to listen really really carefully to imagine you've got one of your target customers in a room with you and you're talking one-on-one -on -one. everyone else has gone home and finally they're letting their guard down and finally they're talking really honestly with you what you've got to identify is what we call the known but unspoken problem. Mm -hmm. What is that unspoken problem that your target client knows is their problem, but they're a little bit scared to share it? Yeah. They're scared to share it either because they feel they should have the answer. It could be they're fearful. It could be ego. Once you identify that, that is the magic bit of your marketing. Because if you can talk to that known unspoken problem, your potential clients go, oh my gosh, this person can help me. They get me. They understand me. I've got to work with them. Yeah, I love that. So I think then coming to this setting up for 2023, because I think we know it's going to be, it's going to be another year of like, what the hell is happening? Yeah. <laughs> and I think, so one of the ways that I think we can get really, that you've just shared is really understanding our clients and, and talking to that and prepping ourselves in terms of, you know, our service, but not completely changing what it is we do. Is there any other little tips that you could offer? Yeah, so definitely understanding your clients and ensuring that the product that you're offering meets meets their needs. And sometimes that's what we might need to slightly evolve, yeah. not change, evolve. Yeah. Um, second tip is making sure that you know your numbers. So many of my clients, you know, they you know, panic about lead generation. They panic about no one's coming through, the calls are. And I go, do you know your numbers? The clues are always in the numbers. Mm. Um, and if you don't know your numbers, if you don't know how many people are, you, how many eyeballs are noticing you, if you don't know how many people are coming into your world, what your lead generation is, and if you don't know what your conversion is, that's where I would start because yeah. the clues are always in the number. I know you agree with me here, but yeah, yeah, the numbers give you the answers. The numbers are there. I, I just, I want to add to that because I think if, if you have not set up capability to track properly, 
come on, let's do it. There's so many free ways that you can do it now. Like it used to cost a bomb. You can totally do it yourself now. Like it's possible. Yeah. So you tweak and you get the answers. So it's about client product, client product message match. Number one, you got to absolutely make sure that your message is talking to the right clients and that your product that you're offering is totally congruent and aligned. Mm -hmm. And if it's a mismatch, the sales won't come in. The second thing is track your activity. Absolutely measure what it is that you're currently doing and look for the trigger points where you're going, oh, that's not actually working. That's where you've got to then focus your help. Third thing will come as no surprise, surround yourself with with the right people. Stop chasing such shiny stuff. Find your tribe of people. Hang out with people that are doing the same as you, but not that necessarily think like you. The people that you're going to learn from, they're going to stretch your thinking, they're going to challenge your thinking, and that aren't going to throw the proverbial up your proverbial, that aren't going to say yes because that's what they think they should do, but are going to challenge you and question you because they're coming at it from a place of wanting you to succeed. And then the final thing I would say is shorten your planning time. So, Becky, you know that we work on a 12-month plan at this time of year um, because we do that together. And, and I think of it as it's like the anchor, it's the direction. It's, it's what we're trying to do is we're, we're essentially asking Siri or Google Maps to get us to that direction. So we're putting in the destination with our 12-month planning. Yeah. But the critical bit is to break it down. So to not get overfaced with a 12-month plan and it goes in your drawer and you do nothing about it. But given that direction you're giving Google Maps, how, what are each of my pit stops along the way? So whether you do your six-week plans, I work on quarterly plans and literally get focused on your lane, your swim lane, stop worrying about the noise and deliver the best that you possibly can to the clients that you already have. The final tip I'd give is your business is in your inbox. I reckon there's so many people that are leaving money on the bench because they are so busy chasing shiny stuff, so busy looking outside their world that actually they've got clients already in their inbox, already connected with them, already working with them that they can either uh, convert, upsell or retain and there is your business. Yeah. Um, I've worked in some big, big brands and we would focus on those 20% of our clients that are generating 80% of our revenue. Yeah, totally. And I'll, I'll say like as a case study for you, because <laughs> I'll, I'll give you a plug, but you know, it's it's well known that you and I work together and, and I'm in, in your group. But one of the things you said to me this year and the challenge that you put out to me was double down, like yeah. stop, stop chasing the shiny stuff. And and I stopped doing a lot of stuff and I got laser focused. I've rebranded. I've done all those things. And I will say the funnel now is exactly what I want it to be. So I can tell you it works. <laughs> Double down versus shiny stuff. I think in these these times of need, it's really important to actually look at what you love and what you don't love and focus on what you love. Yeah. It's really important to look at what's working and double down on that. And it's really important to get rid of noise. What I see is too many people chasing shiny stuff, too many people following what everyone else is doing, too many people, you know, we think they get, we, we go into comparisonitis and it feels self-doubt, but we also go into comparisonitis and spend money where we shouldn't. <laughs> and I think this ability to have conviction in what you're doing and how you're doing it, and one thing, I just focus and get really, really clear on your product and your price, uh, the people that you serve, your positioning, number three, 
the platform through which you're building your positioning and your marketing, and finally the processes through which you do it. One thing, one thing, one thing, one thing. Yeah, I love that. You and I both know when we're doing too much, it all gets out of hand. hundred <laughs> percent. And I will say, I think focusing on that one thing, it just removes overwhelm too. Which is, you know, the biggest struggle I think people come to me with is overwhelm. Yeah, I think that's so super helpful, all that advice you've given, Janine. I think you've given us too much almost, but this is amazing. I want to wrap it up yeah. if I can. Yeah, right. uh, because I don't think it matters whether you are a coach with five clients, whether you're an online business with hundreds of clients, whether you're leading an organization or a corporate. I think. The need right now for all of us is to understand that the world continues to be complex. Whatever industry you are in, it's complex right now. And our job is to simplify that. So we've got to replace the complexity with simplicity. And then the other thing is that there's a hell of a lot of confusion out there. Just think about your teams and your clients and your suppliers. There's so much confusion out there that our job is to create a sense of calm of we are a safe pair of hands, of of you can trust us. And the final piece, which relates to this ongoing, adaptive, ever-changing world that we are in, is personally and professionally, micro and macro, there's a hell of a lot of ongoing fear that exists out there. Fear about jobs, fear about financial security, fears around mental health and well-being, uh, fears around as, as small as they can be. I know my own home with three teenage children. The fear is real and it's, it's, it's fear around anxiety and it's fear around where am I going to build my career and it's fear around climate change. Yeah. And then as parents, it's fear around security. Like the fear is real, as big and as small as it is. And so in our work, our role fundamentally is to make sure that whatever we do, we're replacing that fear with a sense of I've got you, with a sense of hope, with a sense of inspiration. And if we as business owners can do that, whether we've got big marketing budgets or small marketing budgets to create simplicity, calm, a feeling of trust, safety, I've got you and a hope for the future. Those are the people that that will want to work with us. And that's fundamentally our job. Wow, Janine. I I have goosebumps. (laughs) I think that is, I'm not even going to say anything. I think that is the message we are finishing off. (laughs) Thank you so much. That that was genuinely changing. Thank you. (laughs) 